What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. Have you ever noticed that life revolves around you? Everything we experience is from our experience. Depending on what's happened in our past, we make meaning out of everything. My grandmother's brother died from drowning. My grandmother lived her life avoiding water. She didn't enjoy movies where someone could fall in the water or was under the water. To her, water was bad and could mean death. Now take someone like Jacques Cousteau and his family. From a very young age, they snorkeled and scuba dived, and the oceans were a place of excitement and great adventure. Same ocean, but different meaning to it. With each of us, our past pretty much dictates what our future will be, unless something breaks us out of it, and we can see how we became the people we are. Grief has the power to give us a wake-up call, and we begin looking for answers and spiritual truths. Personally, my fear of death started me on this quest. Most people who have had near-death experiences are so transformed by these experiences and the wisdom they've gained, and they all come back with no fear of dying. And many, in fact, most of them, just want to help others. But what if I told you, you don't have to die to have such an experience? Today, I want to share with you some spiritually transformative experiences. Many people lump these in the same category with near-death experiences, but I actually think they're more like out-of-body experiences, and perhaps you might even call them divine intervention. The first one is Charlene's story. It happened to her in her sleep. Here are her words. I was asleep. Comfortably diagonal across my king-size bed. I was 70, single, 
sleep alone, and stretching lazily across the bed while watching television till I fell asleep. On this night, I'm sure I had been asleep long enough to have passed through REM, rapid eye movement, settling into a good night's sleep. But then I suddenly felt my body convulse, first curling up, then straightening out, twice very rapidly. I was awake. I was up in the air, above, and slightly behind my head. And suddenly, I thought, I'm dead. I looked down and saw the lifeless husk of my former body laid out there on the bed. I was neither shocked nor startled at this grotesque sight. In fact, I felt indifferent. I didn't care about it one way or the other. No joy or fear. I'd used it like an old car and it was over. Around me was a beautiful pastoral scene. I was overcome with feelings of love, peace, forgiveness, and acceptance. The very essence of this place was immediately upon me with abundant welcoming and joy. Then I remembered, this is the place I was before I was born. I thought I was dead, but I was still very much alive. It was me, Charlene, the same as I was a minute ago. Not only alive, but happy. I felt great, and my vision was 2020 or better. It's the first time I could see that clearly in years. I thought that I was still in my room, but a scenario surrounded me. I saw everything there, but my attention was immediately drawn to my right and up in the air about 10 feet. I could see a room with green walls. Inside the room, I heard the familiar sound of men playing the game spades. They were laughing and joking and having a great time. Something seriously funny happened, and although I can't recall hearing their exact words, they were teasing and joking with each other. I recognized the voices of my two long-deceased uncles, Nat, short for Nathaniel, and Dub, short for W, the first letter of his name, which was Wilman. When I was a child, there existed no human beings funnier than Uncle Nat and Uncle Dub. To be in their presence was a guarantee that you would be laughing in stitches, laughing long after they left. They brought me so much joy in my childhood. Standing next to the card table and clearly part of the group was another man. He looked similar to the photos we've seen of Albert Einstein. But it wasn't Einstein. At least I don't think it was. I immediately remembered something, though. This same man was present right before I was born. I remember him being there. As my attention was turning to my left, I saw in front of me a great and beautiful meadow with trees and beautiful flowers. A little boy was there, going into the meadow. I couldn't see his face. There were mountains far in the distance. Further to my left was a tan-colored wall with a thick black zigzag line all the way across it. I understood without being told that if I crossed that line or passed through it, there would be no coming back. But my attention was still moving left, and I saw over my shoulder an amazing sight. 
Hundreds upon hundreds of people and more were coming. Far in the distance, beyond what I could see, just people shouting and cheering at me. They were so happy to see me. They were jumping and cheering and they all loved me. Oh my gosh, they loved me so much. Simultaneously, because all this happened at the same time, I remembered the most important part. I was home. I remember clearly that I was back. Back to somewhere I was before and back to where I belong. There's a certain feeling you feel when you're at home. It's not the same feeling or awareness as here on earth. It's a super awareness of a sort, nearly impossible to describe. It's the best and most secure and most loved feeling you've ever known, magnified and multiplied many times over. The joy and love are almost unbearable. It's far, far more intense than the deepest and most profound feeling I've ever known. It's a reality that is jarring in its very existence. And you know you belong there. Not only do you belong, you're part of it. Not only part of it, you are it. And it is you. At home, everyone has lighthearted fun. There is no feeling of anyone having problems, no drama. There are no issues. Joy, good humor, and love are in the air. There are parts of my experience that I've forgotten, similar to the way we forget our dreams. So my recollection of this part is not as clear. I was somehow transported to a place where I think I spoke to a council of sorts. We talked about whether I would return to Earth. I believe I requested to come back, and I believe my request was lovingly granted. I've forgotten parts of that segment. But suddenly I was back in my body, simultaneously sitting up, coughing and belching. Dying like that was a gentle thing, and natural, like blinking. I fully accepted that death is going to happen. And now I have no fear of it. In fact, I very much look forward to it now that I know for a fact what awaits me. For Charlene, that one night changed her life. It is often said that we don't need to fear death. It is as simple as falling asleep. And whether Charlene had a near-death experience that she actually died or not doesn't matter. The fact that it was so clear that it gave her that experience of being at home and seeing her uncles. When we can embrace and believe that we don't die, that our life will continue on, I know we live a different kind of life right now. During our time together today, I'd like to read more of these spiritual transformative experiences to you. I don't know if you and I will ever have one of these, but if we can learn from other people's experiences and feel these experiences as they did, I have a sneaky suspicion 
that we may look at our lives in a different way, a new way. If you are interested in reading a lot of accounts of near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, spiritually transformative experiences, I'm going to give you a little hint at where you can find them for free. Our friends at IANS, which is the International Association for Near-Death Studies, have an archive of them on their website. Simply go to IANS.org, which is I-A-N-D-S dot org, click on research, and then NDE research, and you'll see the NDE archives. IANS has been around for over 40 years, and it's the first place to go to find out anything about near-death experiences. You can find things like what is a near-death experience, the characteristics, the after effects. There's tons of audios and videos. There's a radio show that they have, conferences, and so much more. I can't recommend them enough. A really, really good organization. So make yourself comfortable, and we're going to hear some great stories when we come back from the break. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot shades. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are talking about spiritually transformative experiences. This next story is from Josh. He writes, Hi, my name is Josh. I'm not too sure who to talk to about what happened to me, but I feel the need to share this. As far as I know, I did not have a near-death experience, but something similar. I had never heard of near-death experiences until my experience, which caused me to search everywhere to see if what happened to me is normal. First, I will tell you a little about my past. I had a fun and loving childhood. During middle school, I started going through some sort of depression. Years later, I decided it was probably hormonal, youth, or something like that. The depression lingered around, even while having a good life. It became disturbing that I could never pinpoint why I struggled with depression. I always tried to be nice to everyone, and most people were nice to me. In high school, I went through some real lows through my parents' divorce, and I didn't have a clue who I was or what my purpose was in life. I knew to pray to God and try to understand my life. One night, I felt as though I wasn't able to live anymore. I went and found a pistol that my mom kept in the house. We had just gone to a shooting range a couple of weeks before, just to make sure it still worked in case we ever had an intruder come into the house. I took the pistol behind the house and got on my knees, praying to God that I'm sorry that I had to do it, but I just couldn't stay here any longer. I was sobbing, and I put the gun to my head and pulled the trigger. It just clicked. I pulled it over and over, and it just kept clicking. I threw it down and screamed that I couldn't even kill myself. I told my mom what had happened, and she took me to get depression medicine. She had checked the gun, and apparently the firing pin had broken, which is not a common thing. This medicine made me feel like a zombie, and I tried several more prescriptions with no luck. So, I quit trying after a year, and I tried to go on with my life. I got married in 2006 to my high school girlfriend, who I'm still married to. In and out of depression, we had our first child in 2008. After we were pregnant, I had many new questions arise, like how am I going to raise this boy when I don't even know how to live? I decided to actually read the Bible myself this time, instead of just mainly listening to preachers. It was shocking. I took the Bible very literally, and the Old Testament painted a very different picture of God than I had thought. I had always questioned how a loving God could send anyone to hell, 
But that was my only problem. Now I had more. I decided to look into the Hebrew and Greek words of the Bible, which instantly caused me to start questioning the hell that was taught. My struggle started then with God. And why all the confusion in this world if he loves us? That pushed my depression deeper and deeper. In 2017, I decided to give up on God. He never really answered me anyways. Is he even there? And if he is, is he someone I would actually want to love anyway with the way all the things appeared to be going on in earth with his creation? And what about all those people born in different parts of the world with different religious beliefs? Is it their fault they were born into another religion? I started doing things that I wanted to do without the guilt. I decided to quit playing the world's game and chose my own path. No regrets and no worries about what others thought. Giving up on God was fairly easy, but I couldn't help but care about what others thought which still led me to some degree of guilt. I decided that the only way to quit playing the game was to take myself out of it. I felt like if there was a hell, it couldn't possibly feel worse than what I felt now in this world. So I talked to my wife, who stayed with me through all my chaotic mind mess and depression. We had three children by this time. I told her I couldn't do it anymore. She knew that I felt suicidal. I was always open with her. She said she wanted me to be happy, no matter what that means, even though she would be horribly sad without me. She asked if I would wait one year, try medicine and therapy the whole time to give it one more really good try. I agreed. I found a therapist that I liked and finally found some depression medicine that was bearable. I still felt depressed, though. Almost every time I left the therapist's office, I felt better. That better lasted an hour or two at the most, and then I sank back to reality, which was the depression. I was happy knowing that this was my last year. As the months got closer, I could feel the relief coming. Almost excited, about my planned suicide in the January to come. One evening in November, I got home from playing basketball with some friends. We played every Tuesday. I didn't get home until about 9.15 p.m. that night, and my wife and kids were already in bed. I took a shower, put on my PJs, and made a bowl of cereal to eat while I watched some television. A few minutes of TV and a few bites of cereal in, I found myself in complete darkness. I was just in my recliner eating cereal, and now it felt as though I was standing up in a completely dark room, all alone. I was confused, but not scared. Then I heard a voice that said, Look. I somehow knew it was God and didn't even question it, like it was completely known to me. Then a sound started up like an old TV roll movie film machine. It was clicking, and then a light was in the right side of my vision. Then the movie started, and the voice said, This is your life. It was from my earliest childhood until the present. It felt as though I experienced all of my life in one moment. Then it was dark again. The voice said, This is your life and how you see it. 
The projector started back up and started rolling again, only this time was like an EKG graph above it, you know, with the horizontal line down the center and how it spikes like mountains above the line. But it could also spike like mountains below the line. Every moment of my life, the lines would go above the median line if I felt it was something good that I did, or below the line if it felt like I had done something wrong or bad. It went all the way through my life again, with many peaks and valleys on the chart. Then it went black again. Then the voice said, Now, this is how I see your life. The film started up again with the same graph above it. This time, the line never moved. It stayed flat in the center, never peaking or valleying through my whole life. About halfway through my life review this time, I started crying. I fell to my knees in the dark, sobbing. I had never felt love like that before. True love, no judgments whatsoever. True, unconditional love. In that state, my love was reciprocating back to God as He was giving it. I had no choice. As His love poured into me, It went straight back to him in perfect loving harmony. This was God, the true God, no lies, no BS, true perfection. Then it came to my awareness, like information was pouring into me. I knew instantly that I could actually kill myself and it would be perfectly okay. But I answered that statement with a resounding, no, I can't leave now. With this information or good news, I had to stay. I wanted to stay, not for me, but for everyone else. I knew that I had to stay to show grace and love. Even if it was only to one person, it was worth the stay. If I could only hold the door open for one person, or carry groceries for one person, or help anyone out in any way, I had to stay. God could take me at his choosing, but I was choosing to wait for his timing and my bodily death. And while I'm here, I am here for them. By them, I mean everyone. Even if it's just for kind conversation to the lonely, anything at all, I knew I was changed forever. I came back into life right after. I was instantly back on my recliner, TV on, bowl of cereal in my lap, with a wet shirt where tears had been dripping from my face. I was in shock from what just happened. I knew that what happened was even more real than anything. There is not one bit of doubt about what had happened, and there hasn't been any doubt ever since. That was in November 2019, and it is now October 2021. My life hasn't been and will never be the same. I didn't say anything, not even to my wife for a little while. I didn't want her to get her hopes up. The next morning I got up and started cutting my depression medicine in half to start coming off of it. I was completely off within a month. I didn't tell my wife that I came off. I also didn't schedule any more therapy. Something else accompanied my experience and still does to this day, every day or two, for about six months after the initial experience, 
I would receive knowledge or information that would blow my mind. At first, I didn't know what was going on or if it was true. Then I started researching some of the things that were being given to me. I looked into all religions. I have never studied any religion before because I was told that I would possibly be deceived by the devil and lose faith in Jesus. I looked into history, especially first civilization history and epics and myths. I looked into astronomy, astrology, science, math, quantum everything, philosophers, scientists, so many things. As I would receive information, I would search for confirmation, and I always found it. I lost track of time. It's time for the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're talking about spiritually transformative experiences. We have been listening to a story about Josh, who was on the verge of suicide, in fact, tried to take his own life, but the gun didn't work. When he came home one evening, fell into complete darkness, and ended up having a conversation with God, changed his life. And he was just saying before the break that he felt compelled to study different religions, 
astrology, astronomy, quantum mechanics, and so many other things. So let's continue. It was like I learned more in one year than in my entire lifetime. The truth that I know now is that God is everything and nothingness. We are all part of it, and we are all perfect. This whole world is still evolving, and so are we as people, constantly expanding and growing and understanding. Everything is as it should be and couldn't be any other way. It only feels other than that when we start making claims to things, judging things, possessing things. We are here to be alive, to be living. We get to witness ourselves and all of the Almighty's glory, which is everything. The person we believe we are is only fiction. We made them up in our minds. We actually made up everything, and now we believe in it. We made up right and wrong, good and bad, up and down, and all the objects we've named and given meaning and created their usefulness. But that is our creation, not God's. And he is perfect for us, knows exactly what we want, need, desire, fear, and love. He knows it more intimately than a mother knows her child, because he is not only our father, mother, brother, friend, counselor, teacher, etc. He is us, and we are him. I found out that we are one, thinking we are separate. So how you treat someone is actually how you are treating yourself, and how you treat yourself is actually how you are treating others, literally. I found out that once you know God, your trust in Him becomes 100%, naturally, not trying. When you know how much He loves, you would not put trust anywhere else. So even if you think something is good or bad, Just know that it doesn't matter. It's always for you to grow, learn, and eventually find yourself, which means finding God. I know this may sound weird, and I could go on forever, but it just feels so good to put this in writing. If anyone is reading this, thank you so much for your time. Bless you. We all have our own meaning of God. Some people might imagine a man in the clouds sitting on a throne. Some people don't believe in God, but believe in nature or the universe. Some people believe in light or a divine love that runs through all of us. Even if you may not believe in a power, think of it this way. Everything in our lives has energy running through it. Everything. In fact, we human beings and everything we see are the greatest mystery. If you were to take a little camera and put it within the cells and the atoms that make us up as human beings, we would be invisible. We are vibrating energy. That's all we are, with an illusion of being real. It's mind-blowing, but if you start looking at things at the quantum level, like Josh did, you'll get more of an understanding. So whatever this energy is running through all of us, for me personally, that's what I think of as God. Here's our next story. Author is unknown. 
My experience occurred three months after my mother committed suicide due to mental illness. I was only 19 years old at the time. I had a difficult childhood, which involved being beaten and psychologically abused. Poverty, having my mom in a psychiatric hospital and jail due to her illness. Bullying, my parents' divorce. And as a teenager, I resorted to anorexia nervosa and self-harming to cope. When my mother committed suicide, it was more than I could endure, and I started to even think about suicide myself. I was looking for God to try to find answers and comfort because the pain was so extreme. The love I had for my mom was incredibly deep, so her death was incredibly hard for me. One night I went to bed, and I suppose that I woke up, but with my soul only. That's the best way I can express it. I looked down to my right and I saw an incredibly beautiful bright light that made me feel better and better as I looked at it. The light didn't come towards me. Neither did I move towards it. I just realized it had always been there. The same way as when you lose your keys, but they are right in front of you. And you finally realize there they are. I thought to myself, How could I have not seen this for so long? Because obviously, it has always been there. Then I realized the light was on my left, underneath me, in front of me, and everywhere. The light then started to rise in me. I didn't feel that I had a body, but I had a sense of occupying a certain space, similar to that of my body. The light rose higher and higher in me. By rising, I mean that it started to engulf me, that I became one with this light. And the more I became one with the light, the better I felt. It rose up to what my mental imagery envisioned as the equivalent to my hips. At that point, I started to be afraid of losing myself in the light, that is, losing my individuality. As I felt this fear, the light gently dropped to the equivalent of my feet. Then I realized that I could totally trust the light, not to force anything on me. But when the light was at my feet, I didn't feel as good as when I was wrapped in it. Then it started rising again, up to the equivalent of my neck, the level at which I felt comfortable. At that point, I started having a very blurry memory of having lived a life on earth. It was incredibly blurry, Much like when you wake up and you know that you've had a dream, but you can't manage to remember what it was. I felt puzzled because I knew the only thing that existed was the light. And I wondered how it was possible that I had lived anything else but the light. As I felt the questioning in my being, in front of me, I would say the equivalent of 40 meters, the light dropped unraveling to reveal a beautiful garden with flowers, butterflies, and bushes. It was not a picture nor a hologram. I knew this was a very real place, and had I wanted to, I could have floated in it. I didn't do it, though, because I had a sense that if I moved further from where I was, I could not go back. I never thought in terms of death or not going back to my earthly life. I only thought in terms of losing my identity, my personality. But seeing this garden gave me the answer to my question. 
I realized that the light contained everything, including my life on earth. Therefore, it made sense that there was only the light, yet that I had memories of a life. The instant I understood this, the light wrapped up the garden, and I only saw the light again. I knew it was eternity and that it was incredibly vast, that I could walk, float for an eternity to extreme distances, and that it would be exactly the same light. I decided not to move further again. After that, I don't remember anything. I just woke up in my bed, not really knowing where I was for a couple of minutes. Then I acknowledged the incredible experience that I just had and regretted my decision to not move further in the light. What I understood from my experience is that when we die, we don't go anywhere. Our conscious awareness stops focusing on the physical spot of the universe that is our body. It can expand in the whole light or it can focus on anything it wants to create, such as the garden I saw. What I understood in the light is that it is everything. My education is in experimental medicine. Therefore, I always try to understand things from a science perspective. Perhaps the light that permeates everything, in which, to me, I know is everywhere, perhaps it permeates the whole universe. Who knows? But one thing I know is that we are in it right now, and that it ultimately is the only thing that exists. Everything and everyone is a part of it. My experience of the light cured my depression and all my suffering. I understand now how every experience of my life was a blessing and how it allowed me a variety of experiences to grow. I no longer have a fear of death nor a fear of when I will die. I only shared this experience with my spouse because since it was not near death by any means when it occurred 11 years ago, I thought nobody would take it seriously. But I think it makes no difference, since ultimately there is no death, just a shift in the spot in the universe our consciousness is focused on, and we can expand into everything. Ultimately, we are all already in eternity, in heaven, in the light, in love, and it is our ultimate home. I love how the author explains this, because even mediums say it's just a shift of consciousness to be able to tap into the unseen world and communicate with loved ones. The light is all around us. And speaking of the light, I heard someone once say that if you can imagine all the different religions in the world are different lamps and all the different beliefs about God, all different lamps, but the light remains the same. Think about that one. So we're going to go into the break and then we'll hear one more spiritually transformational experience. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Are you ready for your next spiritually transformative experience? This is another one, Author Unknown. There's a lot more to this story, but I will start here. Our small red Jeep was sideswiped by an oncoming car that came hurtling toward us, skidding on the ice and out of control. The impact not only hurled the Jeep with us in it, over the side of the mountain, but it also threw me out of my body. In this out-of-body state, I was shown three very odd and seemingly different things. First, I was shown that, although I had seen the sun come up over the horizon many times, I had never truly seen it. I had never actually viewed the awe and splendor of the arrival of a new day. Second, I was made to understand that I had never smelled the earthly aroma of freshly cut grass. And again, of course, I had many times, but only in passing. I had never done so with the deliberate intent of experiencing the magic moments of pleasure and grace offered by my senses. For the most part, I had totally disregarded my senses and hurried through my life, I was always too busy, on my way somewhere else, to stop and smell the roses, much less the freshly cut grass. At that time in my life, everything was a means to an end. My life as a single mother was a matter of practicality, utility, and necessity, and not pleasure. The grass had to be cut. It did not have to be inhaled or experienced on a visceral level of pleasure. And again, I was just too busy. The same was true of my other senses. 
In my survival rush, I had forgotten, literally and figuratively, to see, smell, listen, taste, and touch the beauty of my life. To this point, touch was the third thing I was shown. I had never reached out and touched another, truly touched them with my physical body. Obviously, I had two children, so I had touched another, but my contact with most was again utilitarian. I brushed my children's hair to send them off to school, but I rarely took the time to simply caress their tender heads. In the lonely time after my divorce, unaccompanied by a mate, I went through long periods with little or no physical contact. On some level, I must have known that this would be detrimental to my body as I somehow decided to schedule a regular massage. Now I understand the importance of physical contact. So now, if we meet in person, you'll most assuredly get a hug from me. All of this and more was shown to me as the Jeep tumbled to the bottom of the icy mountain. In that suspended moment where time seemed to be absent, I experienced an overwhelming wave of remorse for the wasted and unacknowledged moments of my life. I was also shown that many others, at the point of death, have the same great sadness and sense of loss. For many, the value of human life was not fully acknowledged until it was too late and they were slipping over the edge into death. In that instant, I understood that each soul is here for the bliss of its own existence. It was a glorious but ironic discovery, as it was too late for me, too late for bliss, too late for anything. Our small red jeep was skidding out of control on the icy mountain road and falling fast toward the unmoving ground below. We helplessly fell 25 feet through empty space before hitting the unforgiving embankment of ice below. After rolling and flipping over and over 10 more times, we finally came to a sudden halt and were wedged into the side of an icy mountain. Everything was in slow motion as I resigned myself to my impending death. I closed my eyes and disappeared into a blur of darkness and bursts of light. I was quite shocked to wake up back in my body and overjoyed to be given a second chance at life. The sense of being given another chance to live the same life, but with a different perspective, was overwhelming. Rather than just surviving, I would truly be alive. After the accident, there was a subtle but important change in the verbiage and experience of my life. Instead of seeing life as a heavy burden where I had to be responsible, take care of myself, look after my children and others, I realized that I get to do all of the above. That I get to be responsible, get to be a good mother, get to smell the roses and the freshly cut grass that I get to experience the joy and pain of life, that nothing was forced upon me, that we all, on some level, choose to be here. I was also shown multiple destinies, one of which I would die, and in others where my life would be negatively impacted by the accident, 
as well as the one I chose, this one, to come back and to be a force of good. Why? Because I chose to, and I get to. This small change in perspective changed everything. In addition, I was no longer afraid of death. I knew experientially that what comes after we die, in a physical sense, is good, abundant, and loving. In an instant, my perspective was forever altered. Now, rather than fearing death, it was time to truly savor my life, time to live a meaningful existence, to listen to the deep longing of my soul, and to be of service to others, to be of service to you. Time to shift directions. Instead of running from death, I would purposely run towards life, love, and the opportunity to be of service. None of the above changes were necessarily hard, but they were not easy either. The negative spiral of fear is heavy and weighs down on this planet. I had to be diligent in my daily commitment to be more conscious, purposeful, and alive. To this very day, I still have to purposely choose to see the good in all. It is an ongoing practice of remembrance, to purposefully remember who I really am beyond my body, mind, intellect, and emotions. To remember that we are not defined by the circumstances or the conditions of a fleeting human life. To connect with that greater part of us that is unchanging and eternal. To choose love over fear. All of these shifts in consciousness require that we take full responsibility for our lives, irrespective of the inner or outer circumstances that quake through our being. To choose love is to reclaim our birthright and power by aligning with the goodness and grace of life. As we recognize the full impact and consequences of our choices, we naturally reclaim our power and open the door to previously unavailable opportunities and unimaginable universes. This requires that we refuse to live on automatic, refuse to give our power away, and most importantly, refuse to be a victim of our circumstances. My life was forever changed as a result of a devastating car accident that brought me to the precipice of my life in this body and face to face with God. In an instant, as the jeep tumbled down the side of an icy mountain and I watched from above, I was shown several available life options. I was also shown many realities and given free will to choose. As I said, I could have chosen to leave this world, but I didn't. I came back to be a lighthouse, a beacon of hope, to be a candle in the night for you and for anyone and everyone with eyes to see and ears to hear. I came back on a mission of love. As we helplessly spiraled out of control on that icy mountain road, a being of light told me to tell the world that love is all that matters. I was shown that I would share this unconditional message, that I would share unconditional love with the world. I was also shown that sound and light 
were the future of medicine. It was all so beautiful and so overwhelming too. At that time in my life, I wasn't yet able to fully understand the immensity of this message or how to share it. I most certainly did not feel worthy or ready to be a conduit and spokesperson of this love that had enveloped me in grace and light. I had to first heal my childhood wounds before I could embody this message of unconditional love and fully share it. It took a lot of time, patience, and determination to step into my power and tell the world that love is all that matters. If I had to sum up in one sentence what I learned in the past 20 years, as I prepared myself to embody and share this message, it would simply be that the purpose of life is to love. Love is all that matters. And with that, our time is quickly coming to an end. I hope you enjoyed it. When I started searching near-death experiences, I saw these spiritually transformative experiences that give us power to live life now. And isn't that the whole point? When we search for evidence of the afterlife, it might be to know that a loved one has gone on or to quench that fear around dying. But once we do, and know that we're an immortal soul having a human experience, there's a whole new world that opens up. One of being proactive to go after our dreams. One of being of service to others. One of not taking everything so seriously. I really enjoyed it and hope you did too. As always, our home base is wedontdie.com. So much to check out. Come join us for our free Sunday gathering, join our Facebook group, and so much more. I'm Sandra Champlain. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility.
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.